Coming from the Nerd Cave, this is Eric Weirdo with Jordan Angie, and welcome to Planet Nerd Podcast. Um, well, it was anticipated, it was hype, and before Jordan says it, I'll say it, the person that has ripped the DCU to shreds numerous times is going to applaud this one. Jordan? Holy crap. For once, DC didn't lay an egg everybody uh obviously we're talking about suicide squad uh we're gonna give a spoilers review so we're recording this on saturday the opening weekend of the movie um if you haven't seen this by now just skip ahead to the podcast a little bit um we've got some other topics coming up but i did want to give a spoiler warning in case anybody hasn't had a chance to see it yet um because we're just going to kind of give like a full breakdown very hard our movie oh my god <laughs> there's there's an R movie and then there where they say a couple of F words and then there's this movie where King Shark eats people and rips a guy in half head to toe. Um among lots of other things. We get male nudity in this, we get tons of curse words. Uh, but just really I guess we'll just kind of give overall thoughts and just go into our favorite parts E. Um for me, you know, I was the yin of your yang. I was so excited to this. I was ready for DC to hurt me again, and they didn't. Um, you know, this movie exceeded even my expectations. I know some people are crapping on it, and I get it. it if you're not into this specific style of movie, you're going to hate it. I don't think there are any many people that think this movie is okay. I think you either adore it or you hate it. Um, but just what a freaking great movie. I mean, from the freaking jump. The music, obviously, we'll, we'll talk more about James Gunn specifically in our next little segment, but um, wow, what a fun movie. I've actually already watched it twice, um, and uh, kudos to DC, DC for not releasing this at 3 a.m. on HBO Max. Uh, that was a surprise that they dropped it on 7 p.m. on Thursday night. Yep, and I, um, immediately, I immediately watched it at 7. Yeah, see, and I, I had to wait for the- I, went, I went on it. I had, to, I had to wait for the kid to go to bed because this is not a movie you want to let a kid watch at all. Um, I, you know, this to me would be like, I wouldn't let anybody under 16 even consider watching it. But that's my overall thoughts. Yeah, I know we'll get more into our favorite parts and stuff, but go ahead, Eric. Praise the DC EU for the first time in a very long time. Just waiting for the lightning bolt to hit me on this. Um, but out of all seriousness, though, uh, when I saw the trailer for this, um, and knowing James Gunn was at the helm, uh, I could I figured it would be a good, uh, would have a little Guardians of the Galaxy vibe and all that, and it did. Um, from the writing style to the hell the actors in it, <laughs> um, there's some Marvel tie-ins to this, but I mean the writing, the directing, I mean this was shot in a way that is very rare too where it was like, hey, this is how, this is what we're doing. And then like 10 minutes into the scene, this is how we got here. And that's a great way. That's a great hook um, as well. Uh, But yeah, no, it was great. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I laughed, laughed a lot. I mean, it was, like I said, it was very Guardians of the Galaxy vibe. The soundtrack was awesome. DC got this right. Uh, so again, I'm not I'm not setting the bar for the future of the DCU, but they did well with this one. 
Well, I think what this proves, and it's funny how it works this way, is if you just give a really talented director, you know, tell me what you want to do, and you approve it, just let him do his thing. You know, the biggest issue, I think, with the DC you to this point has been that they've just muddled the water you know right before the show we were talking about you know how you enjoyed the snyder cut well we would have never gotten the snyder cut if we had to get to that point if dc had just let Zack snyder make the movie he wanted to make and then we probably would have still had a three-hour movie but i think the vibe of the dc you would have been completely different you know because then we had wonder woman and aquaman come out and um you know We've had some decent movies at the DCU, but they really, they had to go to Marvel. So thanks to Marvel for, you know, participating in cancel culture and trying to cancel James Gunn, who went to DC and said, hey, I want... They burned back after the whole thing. Yeah, but still, this would have never happened, I think, if that had been the case. I don't think James Gunn would have made a DC movie if Marvel would have said, oh my God, we're so offended by this 10-year-old tweets that you've already apologized for. And then DC was smart enough to say, hey, James Gunn, you can do whatever you want to do. You know, and he made this movie. Um, but so really quick, um, for me, my standout character in the movie, there's a couple, of, they're all fantastic, first of all. Um, you know, there, there's not a character in this movie that I didn't like, I don't think. Um, you know, I will give credit to them. They pulled a Deadpool 2. They had this the big famous scene in all the trailers of the Suicide Squad walking with the American flag, <laughs> and ten minutes into the movie, they're all dead. Yes. Um, and then it, the the credits hit, and you see the real Suicide Squad of this movie, where it's King Shark, Ratcatcher Two, Polka Dot Man, um, you know, and Bloodsport. And to me, my favorite—I love King Shark in this movie. I said it. From the trailers, he was going to be amazing. Um, but more importantly, like they made me care about that character. You know, like he doesn't have any friends and he wants to have a friend. You know, um, you know, he wants to have a connection and a family. There's a really great scene where they're driving through like this town at night and King Shark's in there and the camera just pans to him looking at a family together being happy. Yes. And it just pans back to him. And this is what James Gunn is fantastic for, is it made me care about King Shark. The other character, I hate that they killed him, but it seemed like a fitting end. Is I love Polka Dot Man. He was my other favorite character. He, again, he's a character I would have never given a shit about. Yes. And they gave him a perfect story. They gave him a great arc, and then right at the end, you know, he said, "I'm being a, I'm a fucking superhero," and then he died. Um. But that that was my standouts for this movie, man. What about you? Um, definitely. Uh, I mean, definitely King Shark, um, which we'll get into later in this episode too, in a different way. But um, yeah, King Shark was great. Um, they did a great job there. Ratcatcher too, like you said, Polka Dot Man, Bloodsport, um, great. Uh, just great characters in this one, and they they knocked it out of the park. Um, obviously, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is just fantastic um, as that in this role, as always. And then, because she was not the issue in the first one, um, but 
No, then they try to ruin her in Birds of Prey. Yes. Ah, that movie's bad. Ooh. Yeah, but um, but yeah, no, this this is great. I mean, like King Shark uh, was great with all his. I mean, just his character in general. I mean, I have to agree with you. He's kind of got this loner type deal. Kind of just like all he wants is a friend or family. And Ratcatcher Two is the really the only one at first and throughout the movie that is that, like from the start. Well, he tries to eat her. Well, that's <laughs> yes. After after that point. Yeah, right. a- after he realized she wasn't food. Yes. Well, there but, was even that scene with him where um. Num num. In the in the aquarium. Yes. You know where he meets all his friends, which end up attacking him, but. You know, he clearly is a character that just wants a friend. He's definitely the Hulk or the Drax of this movie where he's the big brute, but he's not a stupid idiot. I mean, he comes off as that. Um, I do want to give some love, too, to John Cena. Um, Peacemaker in this movie is so funny. My favorite scene in the movie is that scene in the jungle where they go save Rick Flagg. Yes. Um that anything you can do, I can do better. Like shit of him and Bloodsport. And yeah. then what really got me was the twist at the end, where it was actually the good guys they killed. <laughs> like, like you watch all these people just brutally get murdered, and they see Rick Flag having tea with this lady, and she's like, "Why did my men alert you that I was here?" And they were like, "Oh, your men? Um, we didn't see anybody." And then King Shark coughs up the finger and. Um, I just I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, and, and then Starro, Eric. I don't know if, what your thoughts are. I thought he was like an amazing villain. Simple, but like you understood him, I guess. Yes. Yes, he he did. Uh, it was simple. Um, Starro was very good, um, and yeah, I mean from the trailers and even throughout the movie up until like the last 20, 30 minutes or so. I'm thinking Project Starfish is just like a code name. And it's a fucking giant alien starfish. Well, you know who the real villain in this movie is? Amanda Waller. She's the real villain in this. She is an asshole. Like, even, like, like I know we got some of it in, like, the first Suicide my movie, but I think in this movie, she was way more vicious. Like, you know, telling Bloodsport, like, I'm going to kill your daughter and lock her away in prison if you don't help me, you know? Um, yeah, knowing... She was ruthless. Sorry. And she, 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 you know, she didn't get knocked on the head there at the end of the movie. But, um, you know, and even she knew that team would flag and Harley Quinn and that beach was going to die. Like, she knew the like, weasel wasn't going to make it. She knew Savant or whatever his name was, Michael Rooker's character wasn't going to make it. Obviously, Pete Davidson's character wasn't going to make it. Like, she knew all of those guys were, like, the weak characters. She literally used them as, like, a distraction. Yes. And that's all she wanted their lives for. And she knew Harley, if anybody was going to make it out of a live end of that first team, it was going to be Harley and Rick Flag, And that's what it was. Yeah, I mean, I like that too. I mean, I laughed. Uh, I laughed when they're, when, when the, I don't know, 
crew or not really crew, but the workers are, or con the con people are placing bets on who dies. Um, it's a Deadpool, and they're just like, it was just great. And like, I mean, I this movie was great overall, like I said, but yeah, certain characters you mentioned Weasel. The first like moment you see him, like, like they don't like when they're in the plane and they don't know what he is, and then they're all skydive, they're all jumping into the, the water, and like I'm watching, I was like, "Where's the weasel?" And all of a sudden, it's like this. Ah! And then red flag, you're getting mad. Who didn't check to see that Weasel couldn't swim? And they all just look at each other. Like that that's such a James Gunn like type of comedy. Yeah, that's exactly um, it. I mean, like it was Guardians of the Galaxy vibe to me. Like And you knew movie. and to me, like that that was like that was the first scene where I'm like, okay, this is what we're getting. You know, like like it was vicious. Like they were like, Yeah, fuck him, let him die. Yeah. So Michael Rooker's character decided to save him. Yeah, so much then, kind of ironic there. Just to yeah. Almost Pete Quill moment as well, but a little bit. But then, yeah. then we get the post credit scene. The whole movie, you know, like they pronounce like Weasel Dad. You're thinking never to see him, and then we get that post credit scene. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I mean, that was before the post credit scene. That was the we- Weasel's alive at the end. Like he just coughs up the water and it's like, yeah, shit. Uh, where's everyone? I'm gonna look for them and just wanders into the forest. Yeah, I, I know I mentioned to you before the podcast, I want to see like a seven to ten minute video of what happens next. I don't need to see anything else. They don't need to, they could kill off Weasel. He, he could honestly run into that forest and step on a landmine and blow up and I'd be okay with it. But just the ridiculousness of that character um, and having him be alive, you know. And this movie, you know, I was kind of wondering how they were going to set it up because, you know, John Cena for the first time in his career turned heel. Which is a really big nerdy reference to wrestling. Yes, I just dropped there, but um, yeah, he was actually kind of a bad guy, I, kinda. I don't know if you would call it a full heel turn or not. Uh, I don't know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, it was interesting. Uh, you know, Peacemaker is, I mean, yeah, John Cena is kind of a dick in this movie. Um, very interesting compared to what he's been in. Um. Sort of going. I mean, sort of seeing the trajectory of the Rock's career as well. There's a lot of mirroring there. Um, kind of doing like, hey, I'm doing these family films. I'm like this thing, and then it goes to badass movies <laughs> type deal. Um, but yeah, Peacemaker, I thought was a great character. Um, in a way, he kind of gave me a a Homelander type vibe. Um, like. Not quite a not obviously not that bad, but sort of that. Hey, I'm this really good guy, but I'm also a complete asshole. Yeah, it's like he justifies being a dick. I think they even somebody calls him on this at some point in the movie. I don't remember who it was, but it's like you know you justify being a dick and being a killer by saying you're doing it for the right reasons. But it's like it doesn't make you any less of a dick. I know I'm excited for the show now because. You know, we've got a Peacemaker show that's filmed. And I, that was one thing that interested me coming at, going into this movie was, why did they immediately jump into making a Peacemaker show? Um, and now I get it. Like, 
you know, I mean, I don't understand how he survives that at the end of the movie. Like, you know, takes a bullet to the neck, you know. I mean, they better have had somebody there within, like, seconds to, like, recover him because you're going to bleed out pretty quickly from that injury. But I'll suspend my disbelief. But, yeah, and that was the the post-credits was, you know, Peacemaker's alive. Yep. And he's in the hospital. And as punishment for knocking her out, you know, we get Waller's two people basically saying that their punishment is going to be helping him out. And then they tease it and say, you know, he's going to save the freaking world. Um, and yeah, I'm ready for the Peacemaker show, man. Especially knowing James Gunn was involved with it. Yeah. You know. January, January 2022. So expect um, reviews on that show. Yep. Um, so there's uh, so there's that. Um, but yeah, overall, um, this movie was better than I thought. Um, again, my DC expectations are still low, um, but it was great. Um, enjoyable, violent, funny, just like kind of like a R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. Again, I mean, I tie that in a lot because it is James Gunn and the vibe, it's a Guardians vibe throughout it. Um, and it's just uh, one of those movies that I would highly recommend and not with the kids. Yeah, no, leave the kids out of it. Well, hey, I'll pick up on that and just go right to our next story. So, um, you know, the movie comes out and then we get a quote from Walter Hamada, head of DC Films, saying that obviously he had a fantastic, you know, um, job working with James Gunn and everything. He said that James Gunn's welcome back. And that they're already working on more projects together. So now you're telling me James Gunn is going to finish the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Because I think that's what he's working on next. Um, Yes. And by the way, shout out to Taika Waititi for being in this movie. (laughs) Suicide Squad. At first I was like, is that Taika? And then it was. Playing Ratcatcher 1. So. um, And and also... uh... Tom uh, Clemente uh, Mantis. Yeah. Yep. I missed that one. I had to go back and once I heard about it, I had to go back and watch it. And I was like, oh yeah. She was a dancer in the little club scene. Um, so my, my, I've got some questions. So James Gunn's coming back now. You know. And God, his style. Eric, I feel like he fits DC more than he fits Marvel. Just me personally speaking. Like the things he wants to do things that he excels at i feel like with marvel he's always gonna have that like pg-13 cap on him but him being able to go into r if you know um dc says hey keep doing what you want to do you know you're making movies that people are talking about positively about us dude keep doing what you want to do here's a blank check um i don't know what do you think is that a smart move what are your thoughts on james gunn coming back now possibly I think it's a good call. Um, and the, it's just one of those uh, things that you also saw in the credits as well uh, Zack Snyder on there. So is this the duo as well? Well, Snyder has somebody to rein him in 
Because people shit on Zack Snyder. The guy can make a movie. He just has areas he's not as good at. I don't think he's a complete filmmaker, but, you know, visually he does a good job. I think in action he does amazing. He just needs somebody to keep his story straight and in line and his dialogue. And, yeah, Snyder and Gunn, dude, that would be that would be the one-two punch for DC needs, I think. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think that could be a good one and moving forward, but we'll uh, we'll see what they do. Hey, um, I did write down a character I want to see James Gunn do. Maybe this is just me being me and being weird, but I, I want to see him do a rogues movie. You, you wouldn't have a James Gunn with like an ensemble cast. How about all of the rogues villains from Batman? And there's that. And I don't know why this popped in my head, but w- what if he got his hands on a character like Bizarro? Like the undead Superman? I don't know. I don't think of like Superman for James Gunn. I just think of like obscure, weird characters that he can make us fall in love with. And I don't know why, but I feel like Bizarro would be a really cool character he could work with. Yeah, I think just with how he works, I think those types of characters are uh, the ones that might work best for him. Um, get Taika too. They need to get Taika. Yes. I think Taika would do, would do good. I, they're, they're smart, man. Like, they, if they can just hire good filmmakers and stay the fuck out of the way, this is what they get. They get praise from you. And I never thought I'd see that day. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, I think this whole thing, I mean, again, I, I'm always willing to give it a shot. Um, and that's why I'm glad they have this deal with HBO Max um, because they have not earned my, hey, I want to see this opening weekend in the theater trust yet, like Marvel has. So need a few more good movies from them. Hey, I get it. Um, so the next thing is a topic we've been promising for weeks, waiting on me. Um, I finally had a chance to check out some Harley Quinn. And Eric, I'm going to give you the floor and tell everybody why they should watch Harley Quinn. Because I have my own little thoughts on it. Um, but you've been touting this show as like your favorite show, one of them. Tell our audience why they should watch the Harley Quinn animated TV show. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean when you're when you're looking at Harley Quinn, you're thinking this is Joker's girlfriend, sidekick, whatever. Um, but this is it's not that. It starts off with them together. And also the, the casting is phenomenal, by the way. Um Kelly Cuoco as Harley is awesome. Alan Tudyk as the Joker and Clayface. Um Tony Hale as Dr. Psycho and, and just great Jason Alexander as a as cyborg. It's just fantastic all around casting. But it starts off with Joker and Harley and kind of splitting up and her ending up in uh, Arkham and becoming friends with uh, with Poison Ivy and that's its own deal. Um, but once out, or once they escape, Ivy and 
Harley escape Arkham and she becomes this hellbent on proving herself that she's not a sidekick, that she can make it to the Legion of Doom and make it have her own crew and become a threat to Gotham. And that's kind of it. I mean, that's kind of the point of one of the seasons. And it's just a different type of deal there. And like her crew of King Shark, Clayface, Dr. Psycho, Ivy, it's, it's like misfits. And Dr. Psycho was in the Legion before getting kicked out for battling Wonder Woman on world TV and dropping a four letter word of, about a woman. <laughs> um, and again, not, not for kids. The show is definitely not for kids. Um, but no, it's just great. And there's just, it moves fast. It doesn't, there's just great storylines. Um, and then kind of, and that's pretty much the first season. And then you go to season two where Gotham is, Gotham has fallen and all hell's breaking loose. And Commissioner Gordon, um, who's voiced by Chris Maloney, um, is great. Stabler. Um, just, uh, just great. Like I said, it's great casting. Um, and you see Batgirl come in and dark sides in it as well. Um, so, I mean, just give it a shot. I mean, look, you may not like it, but oh well, and it's not for everyone. But those that have listened know I prefer the DC shows to the movies. And the animated shows like this are, are I think, great. It's a good change of pace. So uh, I, I watched it. Um, I'll preface this. You know, I'm not an animated guy. Um, you were right, though. The voice acting in this is great. I think the animation is actually really good, too. Like, you know, it's smooth. It's easy yes. to look at. For me, I got through about four, I think four and a half episodes. I just can't, like, the animated stuff just doesn't interest me. But the thing is, though, is that I watched it. I didn't go into it with any prejudice at all. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to hate this. I sat down. I watched it. The story was cool. Knowing where the story kind of goes in the se- like in season one, maybe I want to go back and check it out now. You know, because that sounds like a really cool arc that I at least want to watch for the story. Um, so I watched it, and after like four or five episodes, I'm like, yo, like this just doesn't interest me. I don't want to watch this for the sake of watching it. So it kind of led me to another conclusion, which is, you know, part of Planet Nerds is that there are so many different fandoms out there. Yeah. We all have things that we really, really enjoy and think was the best ever. We have things that we don't care for, you know? And, you know, Eric, you being somebody that I respect so much in your fandom, I checked it out based purely on the fact that you said this was great. And I walked away from it and I was like, okay, this isn't for me, but I appreciate the fact that you appreciate it because at the end of the day, we're all nerds and we all appreciate different things. So I'm not going to shit on it and be like, oh, this show's garbage. I think it's actually a really cool show. It just wasn't for me. And I can walk away from it and say that. And you could tell me it's the best show ever. I don't really ever care to watch it again. But again, it just, it didn't hit me. And I think that's what's kind of cool about this podcast is, you know, we talk about video games and maybe some of our listeners don't give shits about video games. Okay. Don't listen to that part, you know, but at the same time, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong for enjoying the show. Cause again, I get it. Like I can see why you enjoy it. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, like I said, it wasn't for me, but I would still tell the listeners to go out and check it out. After four or five episodes, give it that four or five episodes. See if you like it. If you don't, oh well. I felt that way about Doom Patrol. I didn't really care for Doom Patrol. I might want to go back and watch it again after watch Titans, but um, you know, like I didn't care for Doom Patrol, but then I love Titans. So, you know, give get give it a shot if you think it's something you like and if you don't like it then you don't like it so but that's where i fell on harley quinn guys i'm sorry to kind of disappoint everyone and i can't give you a full show breakdown because i just i couldn't get into it yeah you mean, know? no no worries like i mean that's the that's the point of everything um always give a show a shot um and see if it see if it's for you but sometimes it's not sometimes it is but Hey, I mean, I, I mean, you got me into you got me into Titans, and I went into it like, oh, great, it's a DC show. Um, thinking it's going to be like the Cartoon Network Teen Titans. I was wrong <laughs> on that one. Um, that is, which that comes out soon, season three. Uh two weeks, um, two three weeks, something like that. I don't know. Are we, it's it's like it's within this month for sure. I know that. So we got Titans coming, guys, and we have the boys coming. Um, and Shang Chi. Oh shit! So August twelfth, next week. Yep. Oh shit! Okay, well, uh, guys, make sure you listen next week. I don't know. I haven't been able to see. I'm guessing they're releasing it like week by week. That's how they've done it with the first two seasons. I can't imagine them changing their strategy. Yeah. On that, so. So that'll be a regular staple of the podcast um, is us reviewing Titans. Um, but it, even that's a show where like I heard people talk about it and it was like, it's okay. It's not okay. But again, you go into it with open mind. You're like, just check this out. You know, I think back to you and the, you and I on a personal note, I didn't really ever listen to OAR and you got me into that band, man. There was a period in my life where that was my absolute favorite band. <laughs> there is not I hear OAR and I think back to sitting on the balcony in Charlotte it's just chill you know, it's just chill music drinking me drinking and smoking a cigar I don't smoke cigars but I would sit out there with you all night and I would uh-huh. fucking drink beers and you drink whiskey and you know and then I took you to your first rock concert you know I would never would have thought you'd go to a damn rock concert you had the time of your life that day so moshing um, to moshing to rock theory yeah, and Three Days Grace. I yeah. mean, like... Godsmack, so, A7X. Yeah, like, so guys, you know, I guess the point of this whole discussion is just because something, you don't think you'll like it, give it a shot and see if you like it. And maybe you'll like that one thing and maybe you'll never like anything else like it, or maybe you won't. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. So yeah, that's, that, that's, that's where I'll kind of... the beauty of this country. Amen to that. America. Uh, so speaking we'll, speaking we'll, of America... Um, oh. They took her gerbs. South Park. Oh my God, Matt Matt Stone and Trey Parker, nine hundred million dollar deal. Holy shit! I mean, we're getting six more seasons of South Park and fourteen movies. Um, that's those are going on Paramount Plus, I believe. Um, and the movie is coming out, I think, early next year. Eric, April of next year would mark 
25 years in South Park. First of all, I feel oldish. How did, uh, yeah. first, off, first off, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we've seen, this is like a, this is, so there's older millennials that, it's like the Simpsons. This, is it kind of hard, like for our, like the late 80s millennials, like the 87 through 89 millennials to be. Because like, we South were like, Park just is, barely. South Park is like. We were just Simpsons? like preteens when it came out. Yeah, yeah we, we were like in that like preteen age. And I remember it coming out. And be like, oh my god, this is a cartoon where they say the f word, you know? And like, there's this fat kid, and he's like an ant. Like, I don't know what an anti-Semite was, but he makes fun of Jewish people. The show makes fun of everything. It's great. And you know, we talked about this the other day when they announced this deal. Matt Stone and Trey Parker do not get enough credit. Can you think of how many people have been canceled for less in the last twenty-five years? These guys have consistently pushed the envelope. They've made fun of, like you said, of everybody. You know, I read a thing that said Al Gore actually watched the Man Bear Pig episode and thought it was hilarious. I'm super serial. Yeah. Like half man, half bear, half pig. Half pig. <laughs> you know, but like some, some celebrities haven't enjoyed them being on the show. But the thing is, is like they make fun of everybody is that it's sort of like the simpsons family guy like if you're a celebrity that gets made fun of on like those three shows i think that's when you make it like that's like i think that's kind of like holy shit i made it because they're making fun of me well and they've been able to do social commentary on that show like yes it's a show where a bunch of little kids say the f word um but that show has hit some like they tackle social issues and they make it where you know, you take things that are serious. They do it in such and a it, funny, satirical way. Exactly. And it, it brings awareness to the subject and the topic, but it also makes fun of it. You know, and there's all different kinds of episodes. There's serious ones, there's stupid ones, there's funny ones. You know, we could do an entire podcast just talking about our favorite episodes on South Park. I um, think we need to do that. Uh, okay. Well, we'll put that in the book for maybe a slow week. Um, I'll put a pin in that. So we'll have south park week maybe like the week like one of the movies comes out like we'll put like a pin in it and we'll do like a south park week um but yeah matt stone and trey parker guys they need to have some respect put on their name they've been doing this shit for 25 years almost yeah and they're teflon yeah i'm, I'm sure that I mean, they've had some issues but still i mean like they are they're geniuses i mean they basically have done every, they basically do a show a week in terms of like, they basically look at news from a week ago and make a show based on that. Uh, There's a great documentary. Was, I don't know if it's still on Netflix or I think that's where it was. It was six days till South Park. Like to really see how they do it is unbelievable. And, Dude, I need to watch that. I'm going to look that up after this podcast and, and I'm going to check that out. And it was just, just great to see how they did it. And yeah, I mean, these guys are great. Um, Matt, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, even though they weren't fully in it, they were more of the actors. Basketball, hilarious movie. Um, and so there's that. But yeah, I mean, what these guys do is just, because it's basically just those two doing the voices of all the characters. That documentary is on HBO Max, by the way, now. Oh, even better. Um, yeah, it's called Six Days to Air. 
the making of south park so that'll be our recommendation for the week that movie that that came out 10 years ago by the way wow yeah no the first time i really got like i mean yeah i watched the show a lot but it was also the first time i really got the whole like this is how they actually did it was the election of 2008 um obama mccain they made two episodes that week depending on and they were going to air whatever based on whoever won <laughs> that's fucking genius those guys man and guys okay this movie is the, one of the dumbest made movies ever and i know we've talked about it go watch basketball it's so stupid but like it's bad acting it's bad everything it goes against everything we recommend on pnp Go watch basketball. Like it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker live acting, but then they break out the Cartman voice too throughout the movie. The sh- they do movie. some other voices as well. I mean, you hear Garrison in there, and yeah, it's just. But yeah, nine hundred million dollar deal to do six more years of South Park and fourteen movies. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to get Paramount Plus, Eric. Yeah, I have it. Um, I have it. It's great. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Um, there's some celebrity deathmatch on there too. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. I mean, this was kind of the big week. Uh, we just kind of wanted to touch base on the Harley Quinn. Obviously, Suicide Squad came out. And then... Um, hey, we got, one more, we got one more topic. We had a trailer come out this week. And we did have the new one. Um, yeah, Let There Be Carnage, the second Venom movie. And guys, I'm going to put this on the same level as the Suicide Squad. Violence. This, tra- this trailer has promised me violence. It's promised me... The only thing I'm not sure of is they haven't given it a rating yet. And I doubt it's going to be R, which is going to kind of bum me out a little bit. Because it's a Carnage movie, and I'm not sure I want to see Carnage PG-13. Whatever. Woody Harrelson is so good. Um, And I'm, dude, like this trailer that came out this week has me beyond hype for this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I agree with that. There's definitely a lot to, there's definitely a lot there. I got, there's some, I would say this is because it is Marvel property and all that. Um, there was, a, there's a little Bruce Banner Hulk combination vibe in this, I think, um, where he's trying to figure, where Eddie Brock is trying to figure out how to balance the Venom and himself. Like, I think you're, so there's that vibe. Um, there's even a scene where he's like talking like Bruce Banner was um, in Infinity in Endgame and Infinity War where he's like, come on, or Infinity War where he's like, come on, come on, turn. And like he's just talking to himself and this alter ego that he is. Um, so I think I'm looking forward to seeing how they work with that too. I know, um, yeah, I think that's what I'm most excited about. 
is the the relationship between him and Venom. You know, like they they coexist together. You know, and they have different motives and alternatives, but they also know they very much need each other. And you know, he really is an antihero, like a true antihero. But then you see this Carnage character. You know, I don't know if you remember the clip from the trailer, but there's a clip where Cletus turns into Carnage. Yes. And the CGI is so perfect. I wrote that in my notes. That transition is absolutely beautiful. I hope they keep that. If they can, like, rip that off in the movie, oh, my God, because that was so cool to watch him transform from a human to Carnage instantly. And like it, it like visualized it instead of he just being like, oh, ta-da, he's yeah. Here. No, that was that was great. And the other thing I'm looking at, there's that line too. Um, Cletus bites Eddie's finger, and when he's in the jail cell, he goes, "I've tasted blood. That is not it." Like, I think that's the realization. I think they kind of spoiled it too. Like, it's like, oh, this is the moment he figures out that Eddie Brock's venom. Yeah. You know what? I actually kind of noticed that. I was like, that was one small tick from Suicide Squad. I mean, there was a lot of great moments in it, but I felt like I saw a lot of the movie in the trailers. But I found myself going watching the movie and be like, oh, I remember that from the trailer. Oh, I remember that from the trailer. Oh, I remember that from the trailer. That could be because I watched those trailers like 1,700 times. Um, but yeah, I really hope they didn't give away that plot point. They may have, which would be a real bummer. Yeah, and they haven't given it a release date either. It says fall. Um, so I don't know when in the fall. I think they're trying to wait out the COVID thing to see how it's going to be. I, I don't think Sony feels like they have to drop it. I had heard October at one point, um, for that movie. We'll see. To me, there's just so much like, guys, like the next three months, Jesus Christ, we get three Marvel movies between now and Christmas. We get Shang-Chi, we get Spider-Man, and we get Eternals. Eternals, yep. Um, we get the Hawkeye TV series. We get What If. What If's coming out this, or soon. I think this week, um, actually. Yeah, we've got Titans coming. We've got The Boys. Oh, my God, I cannot wait for The Boys. That will always be a show that's, like, in my top of my list. I adore that show. <laughs> there will never be a moment where you're like, hey, do you want to watch The Boys? I'm going to say no. Like... <laughs> I love that show. So we got that coming. And that's just in like comic book stuff. Forget the fact that we have a new Madden game coming out. I can't wait to review that. Boy, oh boy, buckle up for that one. Because I you know, you already know my, my feelings towards EA. So I am buying Madden 22 this year. I will play the hell out of it and I will give you guys a full review. Um so yeah, man. There's so much cool stuff coming up, dude. We we are very lucky that we get to do what we do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I sort of forgot about the Venom trailer. I didn't have that on my notes page. Um, I did have it on my notes page, but I wasn't on the page. Um, so good catch. But um, just, uh, just yeah, um, I'm excited. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming up on this next uh, next few weeks. Um, but yeah, so be with us, uh, all aboard, uh, all aboard the nerd train. Um, I mean, that's, 
we're in for it. I mean, this is going to be a fun last quarter of the year um, with releases. So the excitement is there. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> um, a lot of reviews I think are coming up. Hopefully all good. Like, I'm just at a point where, like, please don't let this movie suck. Yeah, actually, like, actually, it's kind of funny. I'm speaking of reviews. Um, called my parents last night, my mom, and she's like, yeah, they're talking about kind of what we talked about, like Black Widow and the, like Disney release. It's like, yeah, we're going to wait. Um, we don't, we're not paying $29.99 for it. And I was like, well, I guess I better say it. <laughs> um, I think they'll like it, but just because of us and what we do, it's sort of like we were meh on it, but I think they'd like yeah. it. Sometimes it's a little hard to like look outside of our bubble. You know, like we think, oh, well, you know, we're, we're in this culture of like nerd and fandom and stuff like that, you know, but you know, there are people that do like, there are people that actually enjoyed Space Jam too. And I don't know why. I thought that movie was some of the smelliest of dog shits I've ever smelled. Um, but we didn't even, um, we didn't even review it on any on our sports one or this one because well, we didn't think it was worth it. Yeah, it was like, guys, you want to review on Space Jam too? It sucks. Um, I mean, if you're bored and you want to watch something while you're taking a dump, sure, put it on. Um, you know, but like, yeah, it, Black Widow. I can see that being a movie that if you weren't. But like I, I think part of what ruined it for me, which this is completely off topic, but I just that Taskmaster thing just completely put me sour on that movie. And when that review came out and like we figured out what was going on with Taskmaster, I was like, yo, thank God David Harbour and um Florence Pugh was in that movie. Agree. I mean, there's just multiple things there, like the the timeline. Um, yes, we get the pandemic and everything and kind of when everything took place but i still think if they were wanting to do that they could have released it before end game also the budapest thing was kind of stupid we talked about that at nauseum i mean it even even though we cut ca- that's what i said too i mean i told him it's like anticlimactic because it was like one of the things from the first avengers movie 2012 if we're going back nine years you and i remember budapest very differently and that sort of planted that bug like hey great now we have this mystery of budapest and it was anticlimactic well i'm sure it's climactic for black widow but wow wrap up the podcast on that one yep (laughs) Um, so that's gonna do it um as always, I'm Eric Weirda with Jordan Angie. Um, I'm signing off from the Nerd Cave. Um, take care. Bye, nerds.